Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is there anything anyone really wants to go over before we start anything? Yes, I have a question. Go for it. Are we allowed to swear? So we try not to. We try not to, slipped. but if you're trying to say boy, for example, which I've, I've, I know you're gonna, <laughs> that's fine, and then we can fully really beep that out. Okay, fine. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Curzon Film Podcast. This week, we'll be speaking to the great Julianne Moore about her latest film, the disco-infused comedy drama Gloria Bell. I'm Sam Howlett, and joining me on the dance floor this week are Kelly Powell. Hello. And making her pod debut, Curzon's head of theatrical marketing, Susie Bold. Hi, it's actually Bold. I'll do that again. Bold by name, bold, bold by nature. Bold by name, you bold by nature. You can keep it in, it's fine. Yeah? yeah. Bold by name, bold by nature. I'm never, yeah, ever going to forget right. that again. It's actually B-O-U-L-D, please don't stalk me. <laughs> um, hi, it's nice to be here. Thank Welcome. you so much. We'll also be hearing from you as we sent out a call on Twitter for your favourite female-led films of the 21st century. So we'll be going over those a bit later on. Before we hear from Julianne Moore, let's get into some of the background of Gloria Bell. So after making three feature films, Chilean director Sebastian Lelio broke out internationally with Gloria, the story of a middle-aged woman who frequents the nightclubs of Santiago and embarks on a whirlwind romance with a new flame. Following the success of Gloria, Lelio went on to win the Oscar for Best Foreign Language Film with A Fantastic Woman, and then in the same year, no less, released Disobedience, starring Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weisz. After a meeting with Julianne Moore a few years later to discuss potential upcoming projects, they both felt like the time was right to revisit the character of Gloria in Gloria Bell. So guys, uh, looking back at Sebastian Lilio's previous work, what is it you think that kind of characterises his films and then how does Gloria Bell fit into that? Hmm, well, I haven't seen all of them I'd, and I haven't seen Gloria. Um, oh my so, yeah, God. I know, I know. I know this it's going to be on from Cinema, so I'm going to catch it out there. Nice. But um, I've seen The Fantastic Woman, which I thought, which I thought was great. Um, and I saw Disobedience. And he's definitely uh, picking a lane, focusing on female characters mm-hmm. in a very in-depth, uh, humanistic way. Um, and he's looking at, you know, people's uh, inner lives, you know. Uh, I think that that is his sort of, his, he's found his sort of uh, niche. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it very, very well, I must say. I think all of the, like, characters are very complex. 
like nothing is two-dimensional there's so many layers and there's so much to get into and I think that's so it's so rare to have female characters which are that like nuanced and and sort of sometimes like difficult to like but you Mm. like them anyway or there's there's just stuff where there's just not black and white. There's a lot of colour in the depth of the character. Yeah, they and feel also, very real. Yeah. yeah. I also think that each of his film has a really, like, nice identity in terms of, like, the cinematography and mm. how it's made. Like, you can really feel the colours. Like, Disobedience is set in London. Like, North London, it's got that kind of grey, yeah. kind of almost, like, I don't know, it's kind of, like oppressive like even the setting feels a bit oppressive and it's this very like intense love story yeah and I think he does that so well like Gloria is like vibrant and colorful and interesting and I think that that that's what he does I think that's his little magic yeah he really brings this really strong sense of identity to his films yeah yeah and he creates this world that you totally believe this character lives in 100% like wholeheartedly yeah totally like Julianne Moore is so famous and has done so many things that you know I think any actress or anyone at that level of their game they have that's almost like a hindrance because Mm. they have to like really establish that character but there isn't a moment that you're not like it's Gloria I'm just watching like she's real she lives down the road like you just believe her that's so true yeah well in the interview you're about to hear with Julianne Moore she says that Sebastian Elio is interested in showing the drama in everyday life and I think that sums up his films really perfectly agreed yeah so as you said there Julianne Moore is so famous and has done so many things like been nominated for four Oscars for her roles in Boogie Nights The End of the Affair Far From Heaven and The Hours and then one in 2015 for Still Alice here she stars as the title character in Gloria Bell a free-spirited divorcee with a full-time job, grown-up kids and a grandchild who still frequents the nightclubs of Los Angeles, where she meets Arnold, played by John Turturro, and as the pair begin a romantic relationship, they rediscover the joys of budding love and the complications of dating, all set to the background of a killer disco soundtrack. I spoke to Julianne Moore about the rarity of roles for older women in cinema today, her experience with working with Sebastian Ilio and making a different kind of rom-com. Uh, delighted to welcome Julianne Moore to the Curzon Podcast. Hi. Hi, thanks for being with us. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so we're talking about Gloria Bell, of course, uh-huh. um, which is, you know, not only do we rarely see a female character of this age leading a film, mm. but also one whose life is not boring, but rather ordinary. Right. Uh, can you talk about the drive to get this kind of character with this kind of life on screen? Wow, I was so I'm so compelled by Sebastian Lelio's work and and by his um, his insistence almost on on showing the drama in an ordinary life. I mean, you sort you see that in a fantastic woman, you mm. see it in the original Glorious, in disobedience. That these are these are people who are living their lives in regular cities, mm. who are engaged in relationships and in, and in dramas that are inherent in in what is real. And for me. I um, those are the kind of movies I like to watch the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really interested in in real life. You know, and people talking. Um, um, so yeah, it was a no brainer. That's my phone. That's okay. my phone that's going off. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> I can see your eyes going. I was like, oh no, here. Can, I bet it's my husband. Let's see. Uh huh. It's my husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How do I turn it? Oh, I'll go like this. If I go like that. Oh, you know what I'll do? I'll put it on airplane mode. 
that's it. We worked it out. There we go. <laughs> it's really funny how much that watching you go. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to say it's my phone. <laughs> I was I was gonna ignore it, but I was it always me. going on for too long. So what works really well about Gloria Bell yeah. is that. Another film with this uh, middle-aged, divorced female character going to a nightclub could be either really broadly comedic and it would expect the audience to kind of laugh at her or it could be the other way where it could be really kind of sad and we to feel sorry for her. But I think there's something really liberating about Gloria going to the nightclubs and you don't want to laugh at her or feel sorry for her. You really want to just be with her. We want to be with her. Well, that's why I wanted to do this movie with Sebastian, actually, because when we... We, I saw his original film and was so compelled by his filmmaking that I wanted to meet him. And then mm. when we met, he, we had a long, long conversation about it, but he was under, he had a misunderstanding and said, I know that you don't want to remake this movie. And I was like, oh, no, 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 mm. I would if you directed it. But that was the only way that I was going to do it because it was, this was such an, an original interpretation of a story and such a humanistic worldview mm. that I wanted to work with Sebastian. I didn't want to just... It wasn't like I. It wasn't that the actual story is what I wanted. I wanted his, um, I wanted his directorial gaze, mm. you know. And, and so, so it's the way he sees this person, the way mm-hmm. he sees all the people in his films. Um, there's a scene in a Fantastic Woman where Daniela Vega is having breakfast, I think, and I can't, I can't remember if it's her brother or her sister. Um, and their spouse. Mm. And the way he shoots it, he's kind of on a wide shot and the three of them are having breakfast and it's so ordinary and it's so compelling um, and it's so generous in, in its kind of telling that I was, I'm just, I just, I, I love it because isn't that, you know, there's so many movies that are, that tell the audience how to feel or, mm. or, or judge a character or say like, oh, this is a person. What they're saying sometimes is this is a person who's not real. Mm. And I think, think that I don't I don't want to see I don't I'm not compelled by that in a yeah. film I'm compelled by reality you know and so I always want to give I'm always trying to tell the audience this is real because I want them to be able to see their own selves to be able to dream about their own lives to have that kind of really intimate connection yeah and can you talk a bit about the sort of collaborative process of this film working with Sebastian to try and get you know what you wanted from this character across to the audience well, I really trusted him. Yeah. He, he spoke about that in another interview that we gave, and that's so, so important and with an actor-director relationship, is that they're, first of all, you need to understand their vision. Mm. You know, you need to know that you're on the same page, and then you need to be able to relinquish yourself, in a sense, so that one of the things that Sebastian does, do many, many, many takes, and an independent film, we're not really used to that. Yeah. Generally, we don't have any time, sure. so you might do one or two takes and move on. David Cronenberg very famously will do just like one take. Right, okay. You're like, oh God, <laughs> you know, but that's that's his style. Yeah. But Sebastian will take, if he has a half an hour to shoot a scene, you will do as many takes as you could possibly do. And at first it's unsettling because you're like, did I do something wrong? Yeah. And then you realize that he's after a kind of a, uh, kind of a disintegrated behavior or something that you only get by doing a small thing over mm. and over again. To the extent that I would say that to other actors, you know, I remember Holland Taylor was like, what's going on? And I'm like, this is what we do. Like, this is how he, he <laughs> yeah. likes, he'll do 20 takes if he can. Um, and so you become very disinhibited after a while. Okay. And I just want to talk a bit about the film as a rom-com as well, because it is a kind of yeah. rom-com in a way. It is, You don't really see those as much anymore. Can you talk about 
that part of the film. I love that you brought up the humor because yeah. that's really important. I mean, and there were, there's some things in it that are very, very deliberately mm -hmm. funny. But of course, behaviorally, you're not, you don't signal that there's mm. a joke. You just sort of let the joke pay, yeah. you know, play out. Um, there's that point where I take off John's compression device yeah. <laughs> and it's very hard not to laugh because it is so deliberately funny because I yeah. just did it as slowly as possible. So you just hear the Velcro yeah. kind of going. Um, but, but, but yeah, there's, some, there's a lot of pleasure in that, you know. Sebastian talks about that with the music. He goes, these are songs that are not guilty pleasures. They're just mm -hmm. pleasures. And the thing about romantic comedy is that it's pleasurable to watch because a lot of us do fall in love and couple up and we're interested in the machinations of, of relationships. And so to know that, that, that we, can, we can kind of bask in the pleasure of, of those feelings of mm -hmm. watching people try, you know, interacting and falling in love and... Um, that's an important element to the film. This film is not hard to watch. Mm. It's really, really pleasurable. It has its ups and downs, sure. and it might not be, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's some darkness in it, but that's the way life is too, right? Amazing. Julian Wolf, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Thank you very much, Julianne Moore, for being on the show. So let's get into it then. Who is Gloria Bell? What kind of character is she? How is she presented to us? And how does Julianne Moore play her? Well, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit before you heard the interview. Um, but yeah, what Susie was saying, definitely, it, she plays it so naturally. She just becomes this character. And you totally believe that she is uh, just a middle-aged divorcee in Los Angeles looking for love, really. Um, and, you know, even when she, even the singing, you know, when she sings in her car, because mm. that's like, that's a lot of, that's a lot in the movie. Um, you know, even the way she's like, she like tries to hit the notes, but doesn't quite get there. She just like, it's just those little moments. I think her, the, the performance is really captured in like little character moments that, you know, are so subtle and, mm. and just builds on, on creating this sort of real woman going through everyday life and she's got such like bite as a character like she's exactly. a badass yeah. yeah she's not like i think that for me is kind of why i love it so much is it's that rom-com don't want to give away any spoilers mm. but i suppose it's like it's a rom-com with with an edge yeah because you know you've seen so many films where the girl kind of bends herself inside out to please the guy or goes back to him at the end because he makes some like massive ridiculous display of like affection and she's it's just different it's refreshing she doesn't take any 
you know, rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and she, there's just something so amazing about seeing a story about somebody who's like at a later part in their life, but still, it's still embracing those themes that you might see in like a film about a younger woman, because that is kind of life, isn't mm. it? Like yeah. it never really stops. Like there's a scene where she gets really drunk and wakes up the next morning and her mum has to come and rescue her. <laughs> and like, I think that's just so amazing because you can be like in your 50s. And I think we have a really like weird perception of life that you grow up and then you're suddenly an adult and you're suddenly not making mistakes and just like living your life perfectly. But actually like you're never really too old for like your mum to come and pick you up and like bail you out yeah, it's yeah. True. and it's just so she's just like it's just amazing I love her character in this film she's got like yeah her character has such a lot of agency like it's it's you know you'd think a lesser sort of filmmaker would make this film about this sad lonely woman you know looking for love and you know it's mm. but it isn't that at all like like Susie's mentioned it's so vibrant and this woman is She's taking ownership of her life. She's trying different things. She's like, she's never a victim. She's like, she's does this weird laugh therapy that she goes to and she goes, she tries out yoga and she's like, she does things in her life that she wants joy in her life. Mm. I think she wants to grow as a person and, and it's not a film. It, it isn't a typical rom-com of like, you know, this woman is struggling with her identity as a divorced woman in her, in her sort of fifties. And her children have left the home. It's not like this traditional paint-by-numbers uh, rom-com that you get with a, a lot of Hollywood yeah. films mm. these days, you know. It's, uh, you know, it, she's not searching... The, the man, getting the man in the end is not... It doesn't determine her identity, yeah. you know, her identity. It's not her motivation. It's not her motivation, yeah. exactly. It's yeah. She's not like, I need to find a man at all costs. It's just mm. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's, and it's so interesting how John Turturro has some of the lines which feel like you might expect a woman to say them. Absolutely. So yeah. like when he says, um, I thought it was too, I'd never feel this way again or something like that. Yeah. That's, you would think, oh, the woman's going to say that. But he's that yeah. one. He's almost like the, the weaker character. Well, he's not, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's mm. the one that feels like... He's the quote-unquote emotional one. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. the one at the dinner party. He's like, I searched for your eyes. No, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's very yeah. like refreshing. Mm. Because yeah. actually, that's more reflective of real life, actually, I think. Yeah? Yeah, I think people are really complex, aren't they? And you and you traditionally, I think we get really, film sometimes is quite formulaic in like the man behaves in one way and the girl behaves in another. But that's not what happens in mm. real life. We all kind of yeah, take not, different yeah. roles at different times you know <coughs> they're not stereotypes at all no. I think that they're, they're, they're fully rounded characters in and of themselves mm. you know I think you said it perfectly as well about how this film could very easily be like look how funny this woman is that she's a older woman that still goes to clubs and still hooks up with strange men and tries out drugs this could be a full-on really broad bawdy comedy but it could also be a kind of look at how sad this woman's life that she's still trying to cling on to her youth by going to these clubs and this one's neither of those things and it's yeah. really like liberating seeing Gloria in a club dancing on her own or dancing with a man or whoever she wants to. Yeah, but it doesn't shy away from the fact that she is lonely. So I think sure. as, you know, as we were saying, it, it, she's a complex person. Um, life is complex. You go through ups and downs. This film follows those. It's like, uh, yeah, it doesn't... Um, 
It's like you're getting a little snapshot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like For just sure. Just a little peek. Like, I want to know what happens, like, next year with her. <laughs> yeah, check in with <laughs> Gloria Bell. Like, well, yeah. 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 There's a sequel. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, the editing really plays into that, too. Uh, how the film, it doesn't have much of, like, a plot. Like a, It's not really a plot-driven film. It's very much character-focused. And also, the scenes are very short apart from, I think, the dinner scene. But most of the scenes are five or ten minutes. There's a lot of scenes. And do you think that's that plays into this idea that we're just seeing a little part of someone's life condensed together rather than this whole big sprawling... Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think, as Susie said, it's like snapshots of these moments that yeah. make up her life, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's what he does really well. It's like he, he doesn't rely on these yeah, plot-driven narratives mm. that, you know, there's got to be this big you know, a denouement at the end and, like, there's got to be, you know, resolution. And he doesn't he doesn't play into that, which I really like about his films. It's like, yeah, you're getting snapshots, little glimpses into these people's lives mm. as though they were real people just living their everyday life. Um, and sometimes it's happy and sometimes it's sad and, you know, sometimes you laugh with them, sometimes you laugh at them, sometimes you want to, you empathize with them and, you know, feel, feel sad with them. But... Uh, but it is just kind of like it's mm. t- he takes you on a little journey of what it's like to to walk in Gloria's shoes or dance in Gloria's shoes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we've spoken a lot about Gloria then. Let's speak about uh, the man in her life then. So John Turturro as Arnold. What do we think of this character? Great character. Yeah? Yeah. For me, he's just like a f*** boy. Yeah. <laughs> in his 50s. <laughs> totally. Right? Yeah. Um, he's like just lost all this weight and he's like I'm gonna get it on now <laughs> yeah but he does that thing which like real life always do I mean I, I, you have to have experienced it where he does this weird thing where I think all always do this I'm gonna say again no, um, <laughs> where they they kind of have this like behaviour of like oh my behaviour is completely out of my control I, I, I've treated you in this way and I just I didn't inter- he, he doesn't take responsibility for any of his actions yeah. yeah. and I that's the thing which is just done so well <laughs> where you're just like in kind of he's sort of infuriating oh. I mean I absolutely love John Tutorial yeah. I think he's incredible um, and he has just absolutely nailed that that character he really makes you feel stuff yeah, um, and, and it feels like you put in the same position as Gloria as a, as a viewer. Yes. You're like, what the hell is going on? Where did he go? Like, yeah, what? you know, you know, you kind of just like, okay, I don't know what's happening with this character. He's so weird. He's just a weirdo. He is. He is, and He's his relationship. Weirdo. And I also feel like the film leaves a lot of questions. Mm. You kind of leave it, and you still don't fully understand like the motivations for his mm. character. And yeah, and I guess also it it sort of delves into the complexities of um, when you do get divorced, when you're married and when you have kids and how much that is probably, mm. you know, really challenging when you start new relationships and how that, what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I sort of find the differences between the relationships between Gloria and um, Arnold and their kids and mm. how different they are, yeah. like really interesting. Mm. So like his children are very reliant on him. They need him. They're phoning him all the time. And her kids, she's like, they won't ever phone her back. Yeah. <laughs> and she even says all the time, like, oh, it's it's your mother, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so it's they just really weird. But mm. I, 
it's just really interesting how different they are. Yeah. I can't think of a, t- um, a performance that John Turturro's given that's like this before as well. He always plays a character with this weird, exuberant sort of confidence, almost like aggressive confidence. Have you seen A Night mm. Of? The, uh, yeah. H- is it HBA? Series. Yes. I feel like that's he's, his quirk. Yeah, oh, really? It's very okay. true. He's, he's great in that. I, I don't know. I, I sort of was in my head in my head, weirdly, that this character in Gloria Bell... Um, Arnold is kind of like a Cohen brother character, but if they lived in the real world, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what he's, I mean? He's misplaced. Like, he's misplaced. Yeah, yeah. just it's like up. just t- toned down a little bit, but yeah. still just like bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> True, that's good. Yeah. So, what about the other weird but brilliant supporting cast and characters we've got here? Who are the ones that jump out at you? Because I know the one that really has not left my mind. That's Brad Garrett. So he is Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's her. He's Gloria Bell's yeah, ex-wife, ex-wife, and the scene where he gets drunk. Ex-husband. At the, ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's her ex-husband, and the scene where they, he gets drunk at the dinner, yeah. dinner party is just so funny. He's great, but also really sad. Yeah, yeah. There's also, I mean, every character in this in this film, you know, he 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 treats everybody in the same way. They're like they they are complex, full characters. You know, even if we only see a glimpse of them, um, I think that his his viewpoint and his directorial sort of uh, view, yeah. view of the world is is this humanistic like people are people and they're going through their own shit, you know like yeah. everybody's got shit. um and i think like michael sarah michael yeah. sarah's character as well sarah. like he how weird is that this character amazing. is played by michael sarah yeah, her son yeah i know and he's just like he's angry he's so angry i feel like girl. his character's a bit of a walkover though yeah because his right? wife his wife's just off like She's traveling just, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so interesting because of like how much Gloria isn't that way. She's always mm. the opposite. Yeah. And then I think her daughter's brilliant in it. As She's well. so good. She's South yeah. African, so you know. Really. South really. African born. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's great supporting cast. And her mum. Holland yeah. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. So good. Also, Sean Astin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weird cameo. He's there for like three minutes. Oh yeah, it's such a good cameo though. That's what a cameo should be. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Like, oh my god, it's that guy. Yeah. Um, and a, a real big part of this film then is its soundtrack. Um, how did the soundtrack sit with you? How many times have you listened to it? <laughs> um, <laughs> ama- well, it's amazing, isn't it? I for me, banger after banger. Absolute banger after banger. Um, I just loved it. Um, Obviously, because I've worked on the marketing mm-hmm. and Gloria, Gloria, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Um, Do it again? Is, no, I can't. <laughs> no, it's too much pressure. Um, has it been in my head probably for about six months? It's <laughs> not an exaggeration. Um, it's very hard to get. Yeah, it's out hard to get it out, and it's mm-hmm. like uh, yeah. it's on. You know, a lot of our assets. It's on the yeah. trailer and some of our sort of yet to be released mm-hmm. um like tv spots and stuff so um great soundtrack it's so good isn't it yeah it also just brings you so much joy yeah like i think she speaks about that in in the interview that you had uh with her she she, she sort of compared rom-coms to these kinds of songs on the soundtrack yeah. and, and the way that like Sebastian Lelio has said that like people deem these songs as guilty pleasures but they're actually just pleasures mm. yeah. I really like that part that she spoke about like and, and, and in the same way that rom-coms like 
like these bring people just pleasure to watch them you know they're easy to watch they're just so easy to watch you go you, you go along with them these songs bring you joy there's ups and there's downs but yeah. if, at the end of the day you walk away you kind of feel like yeah i'm really satisfied with that film it's yeah. just such a good like yeah you i like feel that pumped film. for life you do you know? feel pumped. Yeah. Even, you do, don't yeah. You? yeah even the ones that kind yeah. of on the nose like no more lonely nights when she's with meets the guy, yeah. and then you know, uh, alone again naturally when she's not with the guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is a point to be made that they're on the nose, <laughs> but you know, like you will listen to those songs yeah. if you feel yeah. that way. So I don't, I don't mind. And as well, this is thoroughly Gloria's world we're in as well here. Mm-hmm. You know, she's in every scene. It feels like she's in every shot. You're properly in this person's life, and when yeah, when you're feeling those things, you do listen to those songs. Yeah. Um, finally, then let's quickly talk about the idea of the film more as a rom-com because I think it's something really interesting that rom-coms are this weird genre thing that don't happen as much as they used to anymore. Yeah. Um, mm. And I think that when they do happen, they should be like this, like showing you people who we don't normally get in rom-coms, people who do things that they don't normally do in rom-coms. Yeah, I think... I think... <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a different kind of rom rom com, but like it kind of is. These kinds of films don't really get made anymore, you know. Where it's um, the humor is really subtle. Mm. It's not like on the nose humor. I think the humor comes from such it's situational, you know, mm. and how these characters react to a, to a situation in their in their daily routine, you know. Um, and I think that like also similarly, the romance isn't isn't everything about this film as we spoke about earlier like it's it's uh you know she's she's yearning for this connection with someone else and like she 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 briefly finds it in in arnold and they have this moment but it's not the be all and end all of her yeah. life the, the you know rom it's weird to call it a rom-com even though it kind of is but it's different mm. yeah. i feel like it works in our world today yeah because like I think the concept of like, and then you meet your partner and you live together and it's happily, that's like very outdated. It's not mm. what most people are experiencing. And like, you kind of want to see your reality in film. Like otherwise, well, it kind of makes you kind of feel better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, you know, you just want to, you want stories that you can connect to. I think that's why people like love cinema. Yeah. It's escapism, but also if you see something that you feel like resonates with you, then you have that sort of deeper like connection to it. So uh, for me, I just think, yeah, this is much closer to reality. Yeah. This is realism, but done really fun. Like, yeah, it's exactly. It's so enjoyable. It's not bleak. Yeah. You don't, you don't, and I think that's the reality as well. You don't think, because like relationships like end and yeah you know yeah and it's not always and it's not such a dramatic exactly. ending it's yeah. just like oh i'll do work out uh <laughs> let's go and party yeah um, and that's kind of what gloria is you know she's just like rolls with the punches yeah she yeah. rolls with the punches and she's just like it, i'll just go and get another drink and go to like party yeah she Absolutely. just has a very like She's just great. She's an icon. She's an icon. <laughs> She's an icon for women. She is. There yeah. you go. You can see the iconic Gloria Bell in cinemas and on Curzon Home Cinema from June the 7th. Now, we asked you on Twitter to give us your best female-led films of the 21st century, as Variety magazine has called Gloria Bell one of the greatest female-led films of the 21st century. 
So uh, before we turn to Twitter, what films uh, also belong in that pantheon? What films have you guys got in your heads? Uh, I think one of the top ones of mine was uh, Aaron Brockovich, Mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, I love that film. I actually really need to see it again. I haven't seen it for years. Um, And uh, Kill Bill, which I've recently watched. Um, There's loads of them, I think, yeah. So when you asked me this question, I mm. really panicked because I was like, I can't think of one. I can't think of anything. Oh, my God, I feel so. And then I literally kept thinking of more and more and more. Um, so I really liked Raw. Oh, Raw's great. Yeah. Great film. Um, I think that Easy A needs to get a mention. Yes. Because I just absolutely love it. Um, Emma Stone's great in it. Stanley Tucci. Mm. What a man. Oh. What a man. Uh, Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson, the gr- yes. one of the greatest on-screen parents. Oh, so true. It, it, seriously, yeah. I want them to be my parents <laughs> in real life, but in character. Um, I also, I really love Your Next. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Your Next. Yeah, yes. the horror, the, um, yeah. oh, that's great. Right? Wow, I, I didn't expect you to say Your Next. <laughs> your Next is so good. I absolutely love that film. Yeah, me too. And um, she's Adam Wingard. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. She's such a badass. That girl, what's her name? She was in Home and Away. Yeah, Australian actress. I can't yes. remember her name, but Great. incredible and it's film. So yeah. unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, yeah. No, I mean, I felt the film was really unexpected. Like, um, I absolutely love that film. Um, I think Legally Blonde uh, needs oh. to get mentioned. I watched it for the first time this weekend. Right. So good. Right. Yeah, really yeah. good. And Just... another kind of rom com where the kind of the mission of getting the guy becomes, you know, plot B. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, what else did I have? Mm, hold, please. I wrote a list in eyeliner because <laughs> I couldn't find my pen, um, which felt like a very Gloria Bell move. Um, I've got, did I say Mean Girls? Not yet, but please do. Mean Girls. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, I think that'll have to do. I want an honorary... On, Honorary mention for Fleabag, even though I know it's not film, yeah. but we'll I feel like it's just such a juicy character, mm. you know. Feels like it's the... not really. It's not a rom com. Not a rom com. Really, does it fit? A... I don't know. That fits fine. Yeah. I just wanted to mention it because. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then on Twitter, we are at JL Film has suggested Volver, a fantastic nice. woman, and Annalie. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Amelie's a good one. At Scotty2207 has suggested Carol, Destroyer, which is now on Curzon Home Cinema. Mm-hmm. Nice. Zero Dark Thirty, Under the Skin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dancer in the Dark. Yeah. Uh, at J Bontatibus, uh, About Ellie, Aquarius, Birth and Margaret. A couple of unknown ones in there. Mm-hmm. And then at Heisenbarge has suggested the favourite, which I think is oh, a yeah. incredible choice. I was going to say Booksmart as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Booksmart. We discussed yeah. the last show. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Booksmart. Really good. Um, so we're rounding up the end of our show. Gloria Bell, you can watch on Curzon Home Cinema alongside Sebastian Lelio's previous film, Disobedience. Uh, Kelly, do you want yes. to tell us a bit about some upcoming events in yes, Curzon Cinemas? I shall. So... If you are planning on seeing Gloria Bell on its opening night in our Natsford, Oxford or Soho cinemas, you will be on the dance floor with some live <laughs> DJs having a, having a disco boogie, <laughs> sipping on some uh, Gloria Bellinis. Gloria Bellinis. <laughs> 
So do come on down to those cinemas if you wanna and if you wanna have a little boogie with us with for to celebrate Gloria Bell. Um, and also on the seventh uh, of June, that is, Peter Strickland will be joining us for two special events at Curzon Soho. Um, one will be a Q and A following his uh, preview screening of his his new film in fabric, which is absolutely fantastic. You, you guys need to get to the cinemas to see that one. We're going to have Peter Strickland on the show as well, coming up. Oh, that's exciting. Doing Strictly Strickland. Strictly yes, Strickland. Strictly Strickland. Yes. And he's also going to be doing um, an, an introduction to a 35mm print um, of Carnival of Souls, which is one of his favorite films and was also an inspiration mm. for In Fabric. Um, so come to Cozen Soho for those events. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for you guys for being on today's show. Uh, and to you for listening, if you have any thoughts on Gloria Bell or any other recent releases, do let us know by emailing podcast at curzon.com for next week's show, or you can tweet us at Curzon Cinemas. You can subscribe, leave a review and a comment, and you can find us on a- iTunes, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Kelly Powell on Twitter at... KS underscore Powell. Susie, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. I feel like it would be very disappointing to follow me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me but too, I am no on Twitter at Susie Blues. Excellent. And I am at Sam Howlett underscore one. Susie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy. What a joy. It's fun. Uh, I'm sure it's been. <laughs> and I'm going to take your inspiration and continue writing an eyeliner. No. <laughs> Do you want to use mine? Yes, please. Yeah? Yeah. It's actually a remarkably enjoyable own. write. Yeah. You, know, when, you know, sometimes Smooth. you get a good pen yeah. and it just makes writing really fun. <laughs> Try an eyeliner. Eyeliner, great. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next week. Cool. Yay! We did it. You did it, Is that Was it okay? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.